When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is April 5th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Dylan Dodd made his MLB debut yesterday, and guess what? It was good. Five innings, one run, six hits, zero walks, and three strikeouts with 12 whiffs. 32% CSW across 73 pitches. This was against the Cardinals as well, which I didn't really anticipate Dylan Don to do this well in his debut. I watched all of it, of course. I really liked what he's trying to do. It's fastballs inside to right-handers as a lefty, which is really nice. That's like the number one thing I want to see from lefties is, are you throwing fastballs confidently inside? And then he pairs it with a slider down and in. It's kind of what I want Reed Detmers to be doing. The difference between Dodd and Detmers is that the fastball is better with Detmers. It's 95 as opposed to the 92 we see from Dodd. Uh, And I think the slider is sharper as well with Detmers at 90 miles per hour versus the sometimes 84 of Dodd. Now, there were times that it was filthy. We saw Arenado take a terrible swing. And also, we have a gift breakdown on the site courtesy of Ben Palmer. Uh, You go check that out. I actually believe it's Jake Crumpler. I take that back. Jake Crumpler has the gift breakdown of today. Check that out on the site. It is awesome. But uh, Dylan Dodd, the thing about him is they only threw about a handful of changeups, and there is potential there, but I didn't really see it yesterday, and I felt like the Cardinals had him figured out a bit. It's not as hard velocity-wise, which meant that they could make adjustments a second time through the lineup, and it felt a little tougher to get the same swings that he got the first time through. So I, I do have some small hesitation there. But if the changeup gets more incorporated, then the whole game plan gets tweaked. And instead of just always doing that fastball and slider inside, because he's not throwing it as hard as other guys do, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for him to be consistent with that um, and you know, do it like DeGrom does uh, or like Garrett Cole. But uh, with the changeup added, I think that could make him sustainable. So I'm holding on to Dodd. I don't know if I'm necessarily going after it against the Padres. I'd say... Top of questionable for me um, for that start because I don't really think he, you know, only three strikeouts in this one. And uh, I'm a little worried, but he does get a good matchup after that. And I would I would hold on to Dodd right now. Look, maybe he has a fantastic one. You don't want to be the guy that dropped him after this. And then you missed out on Dodd when you had him. So just play it safe for one more week. Um, other guys from yesterday, Sandy Alcantara is fantastic. Wade Miley did his thing and he's a volatile Toby. So that's pretty cool. Uh, there was, uh, it was, by the way, some fun stuff um, between me and the editor. Um, I said Jolene is peak Miley. He was really upset about. Uh, he was always really, that's that's Dolly, Nick. That's not Miley, but no, the the backyard sessions of Miley. Um, Felix is the best. I, uh, but yeah, peak Miley. It's it's something you don't really want to chase often. But hey, if you need to go after a win randomly, we Miley could do it. Uh, Luis Castillo ace is going to ace there. Kind of interesting to see more changeups instead of sliders, and I'm I'm happy for it because the slider can get better from this. Um, Julio Urias, good start, bad person. <laughs> he gets the the Giants Cubs for two, uh, for three straight starts now. 
Um, and that's so unfair. Matt Strom started crazy. 61 pitches, four innings, zero runs, one hit, one walk, three Ks. I didn't really like the stuff. Um, but he does get the Marlins next, and that could work across like 70, 75 pitches. I don't know. It's a very limited ceiling. Ruanza Contreras did not look good to me. Um, 5.2 innings, one run, three hits, one walk, two strikeouts against Boston. Five out of 38 whiffs on the slider. Is it? Tick down the velocity. Ronson Contreras, I'm just not doing this. You can see Astros next. Yusei Kikuchi had a very strange start because we thought either it would be a super high walk game or a super high strikeout game with whiffs. We got neither against the Kansas City Royals. He got the win. Five innings, one earned run, three hits, one walk, two Ks, nine whiffs. If you're wondering, wait, how did that happen? It's because it wasn't the whiff side. It was the lack of command side. But the lack of command was over the plate. And it led to zero or one walk. But this was not good Kikuchi, and I am not going to do this. Kenta Maeda went five innings, one earned run, three hits, zero walks, nine Ks, 17 whiffs, 39% CSW, and 79 pitches. He earned a golden goal. Oh, Kenta Maeda. (sighs) It was against the Marlins, though, and the splitter wasn't good. And he left the game with the trainer. It's okay. It was right. He was just fatigued. He was just a little tired. It was not actually something they were worried about him. He's like, no, but they were going to pull him anyway. He's okay. He's going to make his next start. Kenta Maeda had his slider, and it's wonderful. I just wish he had that splitter. You know? That's all. You're going to hold on to Maeda right now, and that's what we're going to do, and we're going to cross our fingers that uh, that the splitter comes back. And he's all healthy, and everything's fine. Yu Darvish did not have his command. Five innings, one earned run, three hits, four walks, three Ks against the Diamondbacks. Uh, cutter was good. Four Seymour and slider was not He's essentially a three-pitch pitcher. I mean, if you want to say 3.5 because the cutter is actually like five pitches. Went from like an 84-mile-per-hour cutter to 90. He does that. Um, but that was good. The sweeper, though, was not. And the four-seamer command was not. But we just keep rolling with Darvish because he just can just correct that next time. Nick Pavetta was our stream pick of the day. Five innings, one and run, three hits, three walks, six Ks, only seven whiffs. Horrible fastball. The curve was fine. And the Pirates are just terrible <laughs> he gets the raise next Nick Pavetta is not a start there Kyle Gibson seven innings two earned runs six hits zero walks five Ks against the Rangers got the win the sweeper was better 39% CSW but four whiffs isn't you know it's like four out of 16 four seamer uh 47% uh CSW with a tick more below you love to see that uh and he earned a stream against the athletics next but, like, Kyle Gibson, he's going to have a start like this, and then he's going to have a terrible one after. He's pretty much a cherry bomb Toby, which I know is, like, not supposed to be a thing. He's a volatile Toby. Ah, I don't I don't love it. Whatever. Maybe for the athletics, and that's it. There are a lot more guys to talk about. Uh, many more. There's actually a, a very sneaky guy who did really well, um, and I want to talk about a lot. And I'm going to save all of those and tomorrow's streamers and today's after this break. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow, and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? 
You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Framber Valdez dominated. I wanted to give him the aces going to ace label against the, the Tigers. I did it at first and then I took it back. Because seven innings, two earned runs, one walk, nine strikeouts, but eight hits. It's a 128 whip. It's... <laughs> I I just don't know. Like, I want to be in. I want to just say, Framber, you're an ace. I'm wrong. It's fine. He had a 116 whip last year, and the first two starts this year have been at least a 120 whip. And you just gotta, like, this is who he is, right? He's just always gonna have a bad whip. Just take Kevin Gosman and make him worse. That's what Framber Valdez is. So, uh, I just want him to get over that. And then he can get the ace is going to ace label. I don't know. Matt Manning. I mean, like, think of it this way, by the way. Just just to put this in context. This is like you have a point, you know, like a, like a one whip, 25% strikeout guy who also has a four ERA. Right? That is the equivalent here of this whip to ERA, in my view. It's wild. Matt Manning went against the Astros, survived. The velocity is still down. I don't like the slider, but he survived and he gets the Jays. We're not doing that. Luis Sessa, is he the intriguing one? Absolutely not. Uh, I can't believe that Luis Sessa is actually starting in the Reds. If you're a fan of the Reds, you just, I know how angry you are internally, and I'm so sorry for you. Like, I feel your pain because Luis Sessa is not a starting pitcher that should be pitching. That, I mean, that's all I got. Um, Shane Bieber, six innings, 300 runs, three hits, one walk, and seven Ks. It's a poor quality start. I, 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 I guess I'm doing it again, guys. Four seamers just at 90.3. Um, he had to go 54% slider usage. It wasn't even the best slider, only a 29% CSW. But Bieber gets the Yankees and then the Nationals and the Marlins, and he should do great. So we're just going to keep rolling with Bieber. But at some point, I feel like the shoe is going to drop. I mean, it was a 4.5 ERA against Oakland. Um, but we just keep going with it. I uh, Chris Bubich went against the Jays, and this seemed like a recipe for disaster. And in some ways it was a five, five innings, two in runs, four Ks, one walk with seven hits. So it's a terrible whip. 14 whiffs, 25% CSW, 88 pitches. But here's the thing. 93.5 on the fastball for Bubich and he threw 88 pitches. Bubich, I remember when he was like 90, 91 and the days that he was 92 were the good starts for Bubich. 93.5 is Oh, that is interesting. And the changeup has been lofted and hung for years and ages, and I would yell at it. It was down a decent amount, and he went 8 for 21 whiffs. And Bubich had this new slider. 3 for 9 whiffs. Oh, he gets the Giants next. Man, this is like the sneaky sneak play, you know? I'm going to look at that one, and I guarantee you, if Bubich does well against the Giants and it keeps all of this, keeps the velocity, keeps the new slider, keeps the changeup down, if he does those three things, 
I am saying, yes, he's going to produce against the Giants. But that's the thing. That's a big if. Those are three new things that Bubich did uh, that I don't know. Honestly, if I think the one that's not going to stick is the change of staying down. Um, But, oh, it's the Giants. The Giants aren't good. Man, that's, oh, I I love this. This is the stuff that, like, gets me excited. You know this. Um, J.P. Sears, speaking of Oakland, uh, or not Oakland, but the Bay Area, <laughs> against Cleveland, won 4.2 innings, 300 runs, 8 hits, 1 walk, and 5 strikeouts. The slider is actually a really good offering. Um, it's a new slider for Sears. That's the one thing I got excited about. But the fastball that was the interesting part that made, you know, that just wasn't hit last year, was kind of hit last, this in this game. Wasn't efficient with it, 98 pitches uh, for Sears. Um, he gets the Orioles, Mets, and Rangers up next. We move on from him. He probably will have one of those as a good start. And then we will jump back in when he gets good matchups later on this year. Um, keep in mind, by the way, this year, there are going to be a lot of random streams because you're going to have more varied offenses. Everyone's going to get bad teams. Everyone's going to get good teams for the most part this year, which is kind of cool. Um, instead of just kind of sitting on one guy because he just happens to play in the NL Central or something. Like, you're going to see just a random, like, J.P. Sears is getting the Orioles, the Mets, and the Rangers. Like, what? Okay. Um, they're pretty cool to see it. Uh, Hayden Wisniewski, a guy that we've been touting a lot this spring, had a good breaking ball at 39% CSW, but because the cutter and the fastball were not doing well, he went 4.2 innings, 300 runs, 6 hits, 2 walks, 4 Ks against the Reds. He really couldn't put guys away. He got to, oh, 2 counts, a decent amount, actually. But he walked a few, a lot of home run on another. And now he gets the Mariners and the Dodgers twice. Like the Mariners and then two times Dodgers. <sighs> it's a hard, hard sell. Wesneski for the full year, I do like. It feels like a frozen banana almost. Um, of, okay, that's going to be, uh, one of those starts are going to be good. And we're going to get excited. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, I apologize. It's the Mariners... Athletics Dodgers. I take that back. Uh, so I guess we hold on for the Mariners start to get the Athletics one. And the Mariners one could be good. It could be Wisniewski just doing well against the Mariners. And then it's the Athletics. Like, this was 87 pitches, so we're happy that Wisniewski is stretched out. And then you get the Dodgers after. So I'm in general holding on to Wisniewski. I forgot about the Athletics was in the middle. I'm thinking of another guy who has a weird bad starts. <laughs> Um, moving on here, Herman Marquez. Hey, what do you know? Not very good. Uh, Zach Gallen, uh, this is disappointing. Six innings, four and runs, seven hits, one walk, three Ks. Talked about it last time. He's a slow starter, and he did get an elite called strike rate on the four-seamer. Uh, but the curve got too much at the plate. Heater, heater's still down in velocity a little bit, a little bit and got hit a bit too. He gets Milwaukee, Miami next, though. And we're just going to keep starting Gallen here, guys. Steven Maths against Atlanta. He had 7 Ks and 15 whiffs and 35% CSW, but 10 hits. He got singled out, and he gets cores next, and it's annoying. He gets the Pirates after that. If you want to stash for a week, go ahead. If he's on the wire, just like leave him on the wire. As he went 5.1 innings, 4 earned runs, 10 hits, 1 walk, 7 Ks, Steven Matz against Atlanta. Um, he was better than the, the line suggests with his stuff. So, I... So yeah, so Steven Matz, not really into the next start, but after that, you should be happy with Steven Matz. Chad Cool, really good slider. Everything else was bad, and that's just kind of how it is when we move on. Domingo Herman had uh, eight Ks and zero walks, 15 with 39% CSW, four hits, four and runs, 4.2 innings against Philly. 
He got messed up with uh, some fastballs down the middle. Um, 53% C-stub in the curveball, though, is really good. He's at 75 pitches. He's going to be stretched at 80+. plus. He's kind of a cherry bomb because if he gets the fastball and the changeup better, then he should be okay against the Orioles, but the Orioles are kind of good. And uh, we don't really know what to expect start to start at this moment, but the fact that the curveball is really good is nice. Um, Max Scherzer against the Brewers is so disappointing. 5.1 innings, 5 run runs, and it's 2 walks, 2 Ks. We're not that concerned, right? Like, it's two bad starts from Scherzer. I mean, the first one wasn't so bad. It was 3 runs, though, but, you know, it just came apart at the end. We just gotta keep starting Scherzer and, like, whatever. Yeah, I hope there's something, isn't something underlying here as he allowed 14 hard hit balls. But, yeah, you just gotta keep starting. Just cross your fingers. <laughs> Jose Suarez didn't do well against the Mariners. Now he does get the Nationals next. Um, I mean, he got trounced. Teoscar Hernandez messed him up. He does get the Nationals. The Nationals have a decent amount of left-handed batters, and Suarez is really good against lefties. So I actually might consider that as a deep stream there. Josh Fleming against the Nationals. Yeah, no. And Andrew Heaney, 2.2 innings, 700 runs, 7 hits, 2 walks, and 2 Ks. Oh, man. Ah, I think we got to hold on because it's the Royals next. But yeah, that's that that that's really frustrating. He pitched better than the ERA suggests. Um, all right, looking forward to today and tomorrow's streams. Uh, today we've got Jacob Degrom, Shane McClanahan, Garrett Cole, Shohei Otani, Dylan Cease, Corbin Burns, Christian Javier, Logan Webb. You're gonna start all of these, obviously. Aaron Nola gets the Yankees. We're still doing it. it doesn't matter. Alec Mano against the Royals. We're fine. Jesus Lazardo looked great against the Twins. We do that. The walks will go down. Don't worry. Hunter Green against the Cubs, yes. Pablo Lopez against the Marlins, absolutely. Probable start here, Marcus Stroman against the Reds. I think you're fine. I know it's in Cincinnati. It's a worse matchup than it was against the Brewers in Wrigley when it's cold. Um, but yeah, we're still likely starting. Stroman, David Peterson gets in Milwaukee. I think that's fine. And Corey Kluber is the stream pick of the day against the Pirates. I know it was really bad on opening day, but this is the Pirates. I mean, Pavetta just survived. It's fine. A uh, questionable start here. We have Eduardo Rodriguez at Houston. And he was all right, all right against the Rays. And we've seen some guys do okay against Houston on death sentence. So he's questionable. I don't do it, but I can see that working out. The other Rodriguez uh, is Grayson making his MLB debut against the Grom. You have to watch that. It's at 2 p.m. Eastern time today. You have to watch that game. The, the thing is, um, I don't start guys in their debuts. I think it's just a... There are too many things in the way from jitters and haze of general ability. And then you throw in um, the fact that he hasn't looked good in the spring and he hasn't looked good in his first start in the minors. I think it's too much risk here, um, but I'm really, really excited about it. Cal Muller goes against the Guardians. Also, Texas has a decent camera angle. I'm really excited for that. I mean, I know it's really high, but you'll see movement for the most part, which is cool. Uh, Cal Muller against the Guardians could work. But he didn't have his best stuff last week. We'll see. And Miles Michaelis could survive against Atlanta because it's Miles Michaelis and it's a really good defense. And then do not start here. Mitch Keller, I don't like what he's doing and it's the Red Sox and it's just too volatile for me. Um, Hunter Gaddis against the Athletics. Maybe it works because it's the Athletics, but ugh, I hate it. Um, Chris Flexen gets to start against Angels. Too many questions about Flexen and how long he's going and then the Angels. It's just no. Zach Greinke against the Jays. It's the Jays and Greinke doesn't have a win or strikeout upside here at all. Um, Patrick Corbin and Bryce Elder close it out. Uh, for tomorrow's rankings, we don't have too many guys, just 18 games, or 18 starts, I should say, uh, with nine games going. Spencer Strider, Kevin Gosman are clear auto starts. Uh, Zach Wheeler should have better commanders, and he's hosting the Reds, please, thank you. 
Uh, Lance Lynn against the Giants, easy. Nick Liddell is going into Philly. The Philly is offense without Hoskins or Harper is a little bit weaker. And uh, Schwarber isn't as good against lefties. Lodolo should demolish uh, Schwarber. He's so good against lefties, Lodolo. So I'm not too scared about it. And I think 22 whiffs after last week really should carry over into this one. And Dustin May gets the Diamondbacks. That should be a good matchup for him. I want to see more whiffs from him, but that should be worthwhile of your start. In the probable start tier, Blake Snell and Chris Sale both has a little bit of shakiness in their first start. Blake Snell gets Atlanta. You might not want to do it. I'm doing it. Ton of strikeouts. Fastball, great. I think he shouldn't be bouncing as many breaking balls and do better with those. Um, I'm, I'm in on that one. And Chris Sale against the Tigers. Come on. Come on. Just start Chris Sale. He was better than the line suggested. And also in the probable start tier is our stream pick of the day. That is Tyler McGill against the Miami Marlins. He looked good enough in the first one. I think he improves on that um, in the, for the second one here. Opposite him is the third start, uh, sorry, the third tier starter, uh, Edward Cabrera, as he has to deal with the Mets, not the Marlins. Also, the four seamer was out of the zone consistently, and I, I, it's it's just annoying to watch Edward Cabrera. But if the curveball and change get enough strikes, and the four seamer has above a sixty percent strike rate, then I think this should be fine. Um, the Mets aren't as scary as I thought they were. Alex Wood goes against the White Sox. Eloy's on the IL which is sudden and shocking and annoying, but they still have a lot of good righty bats that uh, I I think that Alex Wood as a lefty might not have that good of a start. Also, we don't know how long he's going to go. It's his first start of the year. It's shaky, so he's in the third tier here. Uh, Clark Schmidt, unfortunately, gets the Orioles. The Orioles' offense is looking good, and Clark Schmidt wasn't at his best last time. It could still work, though. If he's throwing 40% sweepers and he really locks in with it, it could be a very good start, but it's a little questionable here, and... Uh, Spencer Turnbull is could be in the do not start tier, but I think there is a ceiling that you might want to chase against the Red Sox if the four-seamer slider are cooking, and he got the jitters of post-TJS last week. Now he's ready to soar, and the Red Sox, they're good. They're not exceptional. They're not elite, I really should say. Um, so this could work out for Spencer Turnbull. In the do not start tier, it's a lot of Toby types. Um, you have like Merrill Kelly, Dean Kramer, and Jordan Lyles. All have rough matchups, so I'm not in on that. Kyle Freeland did well last time, but now he's in cores. Even though it's the Nationals, like, I'm not trusting this sub-90 mile-per-hour fastball. And Josiah Gray's opposite him, where I like him against a as a questionable start against a bad team, but this is cores, so sorry, Josiah Gray. We'll see that cutter, slider, four-seamer uh, new approach another time. All right, that is it for today. Thank you all so much for the support of this podcast. And make sure to go check out PL Pro to get your projections in season from PLV, a new differentiator from all the normal projections that you have because we are looking at individual pitches, quantifying them, and then using that to make our projections, which is totally different than all the other systems that you know. So go consider it. Get PL Pro today at pitchos.com slash premium. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. I mean, your baps below and your strikeouts high.